Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. This is another episode of Material After Dark, episode number <laughs> 316. I am Florence Ion, and I'm joined here by my host, Andy Anadko. Hello, Flo. Actually, technically, it's 317. But, you know, we put sometimes it just feels like 316 because we have so much fun. Andy, the file name says 316. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. It's uh, not my fault. You're right. I did. I did. A, uh, what did I do here? See, I did a make. Okay. We don't, we don't talk about it. I, I did we, put 317 okay. in the heading. I forgot to change the file name. Yes. So. And I was scrolled down because I was starting in the chat section. Um, <laughs> but what we all really learned from here now is that Flo needs a bigger monitor because I probably would have had more room to see all those things. Um Later, that'll be a really good segue into one of our news stories. But Indeed. before we get to that, <clears throat> because this is one half of my podcast, Andy, I reserve <laughs> the right to use this platform to complain. Can I can I just preface this for all listeners that I, uh, as as all of her Twitter followers can attest, this is a woman who has been tried by fire and hardened like steel, suffered the slings and arrows of outrageous carrier hardware limitations and the confusion that's rampant in this in the cell phone industry. God bless you. God bless your spirit. You are the Joan of Arc of, of cell phones. So I do appreciate that you bring that up, Andy, because that is partly like why I share this, right? Because A, it's my job to like live my life anecdotally for the service of other people. Um, and so I'm sharing this anecdote about what has been happening with me and Verizon and my SIM card woes uh, because I want people who might be in a similar situation to have, you know, maybe feel seen. But also this is the truth is, for all of the shiny marketing that we see in our Super Bowl commercials and soon our Olympic commercial breaks, uh, you know, between the scores, seeing, you know, the medal count, we're going to see all of these um, carriers bombarding us with why sh we should be on their 5G networks. But uh, turns out some of them haven't quite figured out the infrastructure for those of us folks that don't, like, live near giant monuments. <laughs> It's from, so I continued to have some issues this last weekend uh, after we recorded our last episode and I ended up spending Sunday morning, the Lord's morning, you know, <laughs> I swear, listen, I, Sunday mornings are for lazing about having yes. waffles, um, you know, thanking God for existing. Like these are the reasons that you do Sunday, not so you can be on hold with Verizon wireless, like trying to figure out why <laughs> your SIM. I will say this time, the problem I had wasn't that the SIM was killed. It was just that the SIM said that there was no mobile data. Um, and I felt like kind of a dunce because by the time I had uh, escalated the call to get to an engineer, I just restarted it and it got back on the network. But this is what happened. Um, so eventually I got to an engineer just telling him about my issues, stuff I had tried. And he kind of said candidly, listen, if you live out on kind of like the at the outskirts of the 5G connection, um, you know, where the new towers go in, where the infrastructure is like fairly new and and not so like widespread. What we've been seeing is that phones have been getting kicked off the network and they're just falling off because they're not reconnecting to a 4G tower. Hmm. 
something along the lines of that is what he said. I'm not, you know, quoting him verbatim. And so that that made like the most sense. Finally, I was like, oh, my God, that's exactly where my brain was taking me. Like, I appreciate you saying this. This is this is validating all these years that I've been covering, you know, smartphones and mobile networks and blah, blah, blah. I mean, I generally don't really like this stuff because it's so in the weeds and it kind of flies over my head and it's because it's a little intimidating. By the way, my husband suggested, which I actually thought was a good suggestion, is to watch some YouTube videos of cellular tower deployment. Because, <laughs> you know, <laughs> people like, and you see the genre on TikTok too, is like people at work, they'll post about being at work and how things are behind the scenes and it's out there. And I should go watch a couple of videos and see what these things are implementing implemented like in the real world because I'm being affected by it in the real world. I mean, sure, I could take my number to another carrier, but this is in of itself a story. So I'm sticking with it. We can, can, we're in the unique position as journalists and tech writers where we can monetize our suffering. Precisely, which I'm doing exactly right now. Now, I will also say my phone is running on 4G. It hasn't fallen off the network yet. I um, switched to turn 5G off. I might try and get back on the 5G network, but I'm going to wait a week or two. It's okay. I can, I'll just live with the quote slower speeds or whatever the (laughs) heck is going on. I am still carrying the, so that phone that I'm talking about is the OnePlus 9 5G. By the way, it works on Verizon's network, everyone. So does the Pixel 5. Um, this has just been a wacky series of events. It's it's more work than should be necessary to simply get a phone working. On the on the network that the that the uh, that the carrier has been promoting and boasting about for at least a year now. Yeah. Well, they keep boasting that they have the fastest 5G, which maybe factually is correct. Maybe because, you know, Verizon does use the MM wave, which is whatever. But the problem with that one is that it's not widely available, which is why people like me out in the way out suburbs of the San Francisco Bay Area, like I don't have coverage like a person in SF or Oakland does because I don't have that many cell towers around me. As it is out here, the connection is very weak even for lte and we have one bar i'm usually on wi-fi yeah um i but my husband's right i need to i need to get into start getting into the nitty-gritty of this mobile network stuff because i i want to be empowered too when i call them and i tell them what's what yeah you know and i after i had done a bunch of googling because i'd been dealing with this for a whole week and i had I was armed with all these different web pages and news stories of uh, deployments and things like that. So I was able to say, it says right here that the OnePlus 9 5G like got that certification in March. Like I have this press release right here. It should be, you know, all good, blah, blah, blah. Ugh. A challenge. I'll see it as a challenge, I suppose. Plus the, the extra the extra problem, as a as again, as a tech writer, is that on the one hand, you, do, you, you, you don't want to drop the J-bomb. You don't want to say... I'm a journalist who's preparing to write about the experience of switching an account over to the 5G network, at which point they switch you the hell over to people who are going to solve your problem. So you so you kind of know that I can either get this solved in like one hour or I can continue to see what the customer experience is like, as well as learn more personally about like peeling apart this problem and what the cause and what the solution could be. And so, yeah, that's that's uh, that's a toughie. 
Um, I will say, so the engineer that I talked to, his name's, uh, I can, I can say his name, right? His name's Brendan. Brendan. Um, I think I pronounced it correctly and <laughs> he was very helpful. So thank you. And he was, he called me back today, which he mm. said he would call me back when he got back into the office. I missed this call though, because my phone was on D and D and I just had an epic deadline today. So when I had a chance, when I had a break, I called a customer service, went through the corral, and I just kept asking, like, speak to an engineer, speak to an engineer. Um, I ended up with this very chipper customer service representative. <laughs> Listen, very different plane for me. I was I was not there today. So, um, and she left him a message. So I haven't heard back from him, but I've been playing phone tag with this engineer and I like really want to talk to him and tell him, you know, what I inferred. I want some feedback. Like I really, because <laughs> yep. he said, he's like, if this is still an issue, here's the, the things you need to do to do a, you know, we can file a, a ticket on the back end and we could look into your number and all this. And this helps us with our, you know, other infrastructure projects. So I just, I really Call me back, Brendan. Call yeah. me back. <laughs> That's it. No, that, it's, it sounds like you're. Uh, I would have been very pleased too for for that part of it, where it's like I'm not. Uh, I'm, I'm so sad. I, I missed it, it. It feels it feels like that's a that's a phone bank where they don't get they they've got a quota of how many calls they have to clear per hour, and if they don't meet it, they you know they have to use the old timey headset, <laughs> you know that screws into your screws into your skull to keep the 1954 <laughs> phone like actually act up and going, mm. because it's rare that you seem to get those people. But some companies are like, no, it is probably in our best interest if we keep our customers happy because uh, there's there is Twitter, <laughs> there is social media. They will never ever ever say, oh, I had a simple problem with my phone and the company dealt with it very very well. But as soon as we screw up and make them feel as though they don't care and we're just trying to get rid of them that's when this thing blows up so yeah well nobody's offered me any money in exchange for my time which i would appreciate because <laughs> i blew two sundays two sundays dealing with this yeah. okay sunday again is the lord's day i blew two lord's days <laughs> in fact god should have a wrath anybody i'm i'm stopping andy before <laughs> i take this too far because it's gonna get once you, once you start to get once you start inv invoking not the new testament god but the old <laughs> testament god you know that you've been through it's an bad experience news bears. <laughs> it's bad news bears Ugh. so i've i've uh, i'm going through something right now it's not a problem it's more of a i actually realize i'm kind of a hypocrite against uh because uh, a number of years ago this is actually before i switched from my iphone to uh, an android phone um i got into i got to the realization that gee i use i rely on so much apple software so much proprietary mm. apple stuff that it's not like i was unhappy with apple i was just like in principle i should switch to another notes app i should switch to another contacts manager i should switch to uh, another chat app just to make sure that if in the future i wanted to switch to the iphone a switch from the iphone to something else i wouldn't feel as though it would be too hard to do and i did it i switched to everything that was non uh, non platform specific but i'm I, i'm i'm having some problems over the past month because I've come to realize that um, Chrome, as a as a browser, I think is now a platform. As far as I'm concerned, you just and 
Well, no, 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 no. I mean, no, it's a, I know it's, it's a browser. And then load later on in the conversation, you start talking about it as like, as if it's an OS, as if it's something like this. Cause I realized that I'm have now, since I got, I've been spending more time uh, on this iPad. Uh, the, mm. the, the thing is mm. Chrome, everybody knows it's a battery hog. It's not, it's not as friendly. Also, Apple's putting a lot more like user friendly features into Safari, uh, to, for, for privacy. And also DuckDuckGo is becoming more and more attractive with each passing quarter. By the way, it constantly crashes on the Android 12 beta three, just in case anybody <laughs> wonders, continue, please. I'm sure they're working on it. But so, but they, the thing I realized that the reason why it's, I don't have that kind of agility between browsers is because so much of my work is based on just keeping in touch with like a million different blogs, a million different news sites, different uh, message boards and stuff. Mm -hmm. And every time I see something that is would be an interesting thing to keep researching and to follow up on, I bookmark it and file it into a folder for that specific project. And uh, there used to be a really great plugin that was just a list manager that was perfect for me for that. Just one click, boom, you're done. And then Microsoft bought it and turned it into their extremely bloated to-do list manager, so I couldn't use that anymore. That's when I switched to Chrome. And now I'm realizing that uh, if I had a third-party tool for managing this stuff that simply that, that worked as well as Chrome bookmarks, meaning I could just get a plug-in for whatever browser I'm using, or would work with any share sheet of any mobile device that I'm using, that would only let me do this with like maybe two taps. Tap, click once to bookmark something, click a second time to choose like what folder to put it in. And it was syncing across all my devices. Yeah, I should probably do that because now I feel like I'm locked into Chrome as opposed to using it all the time because it is my favorite browser. I mean, we kind of talked about this when I was reviewing that Huawei MePad Pro, the yeah. the tablet, because I'm so locked into the Google ecosystem that I can't really, when I don't have access to it, I'm just locked out of everything. And I definitely, I definitely feel where you're coming from. And I think that's the whole point. Yeah. <laughs> They got it's, us, man. It's they such got a us use, good. yeah. If, and because again, the uh, I was so frustrated by continuing my workflow in Safari on the iPad that I wrote shortcuts, which is like their little, really, really muscular yeah. like scripting system. Mac users so, love shortcuts. Yeah. Because that allowed me to add to the share sheet like a shortcut that would automatically not open Chrome, but tell Chrome here is a here's a here's something that you need to open and bookmark behind the scenes. And just I shouldn't have to go to that kind of effort. And also what happens when you have new device X. But again, it's such an, a critical part of my workflow that anything that makes this more difficult is going to cause a lot of pain, including breaking in a new tool. So That's it's like, That's true. That's true. That's true. But I will say that's the reason that it's very easy to switch between Windows and Chrome OS for me. <laughs> Indeed. So long as, yeah, yeah. So, so long as you have the Chrome browser available somewhere. <laughs> oh, and then you know what I did? I actually went into Edge and I cloned all of my extensions and everything. It was amazing because ever since they did this whole Chromium switchover, oh, God, chef's kiss. That's just <laughs> been beautiful. Seriously, I love it. Um, all right. So a bit of a tease for what's coming up after our first little break. Um, we're going to start off a little. Mm, <sighs> yeah, that's the vibe I'm trying to power was spoken across. truth to. We could summarize that as. Yeah, we're going to start off with a little uh, just annoying. Ugh, 
I never know how the heck to talk about this stuff. Uh, and then we're also going to talk about a little bit of hardware. I reviewed a giant Chromebook. Um, Andy is going to tell us a little bit about the new Android-powered Micro Four Thirds camera, which is... I'm intrigued, Andy, so you're going to have to tell me about it. Um, and then we're also going to talk about Verizon... Fi- fi- speaking of Verizon, them finally saying yes to RCS, which makes me happy because... I'm not going anywhere anytime soon. Um, maybe I should admit that out loud. <laughs> not while you've got a customer service issue, no. No, exactly. Um, and then we're also going to talk about the Pixel 6, which it just feels like an impending any day now. So we should take a break. Indeed. Take a break. This episode of Material is brought to you by Pingdom from Solar Winds. If you have a website, what purpose does it serve? Whether it's driving people to your products, collecting sales leads for your company, or providing customer service with a contact form, when these critical transactions fail, you lose out on business, not to mention the bad experience for your users. But there is a solution, transaction monitoring from Pingdom. Starting at just $10 a month, transaction monitoring runs checks 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, and will alert you when cart checkout, forms, or login pages fail before they affect your customers and your business. Pingdom will notify you the moment there is a failure over SMS, email, or via your favorite apps like Slack, OpsGenie, and PagerDuty. Depending on what's being monitored or the severity of the outage, you can customize who's alerted and how they get the notification. Don't let your users discover a problem with your website. You should be the first to know. And it's super easy to get started. Just go to pingdom.com slash RelayFM right now for a 30-day free trial with no credit card required. Then, when you're ready to buy, use code MATERIAL at checkout to get a huge 30% off your first invoice. Our thanks to Pingdom from SolarWinds for their support of this show and all of Relay FM. All right. So on today's open face sandwich, we're coming into something that is a little crunchy and maybe not crunchy in the way they're like, mm, these are pumpkin seeds. What a great thing to add to the salad. It's more like mm, somebody left the little metal part that you tie the lettuce together uh, in the salad. And now it is stabbing me on my inside. So <laughs> because I just want to set the t- I really want to set the tone. We're talking about um Google's latest employee mm, rhubarb. Sure. If you've been following this on Twitter, uh unfortunately there was a um well, it it was a very offensive manifesto because it was a manifesto of the VP of Developer Relations at Google Cloud. His name is Amir Wadala, and he joined the company in 2019, and he felt in, it was in his right to post publicly a 10,000-word essay on LinkedIn, which is, by the way, the social network of, of Silicon Valley, truly, if, if anybody, you know, who knows. It's like people love their blogs on there. And uh, Amir decided to post a 10,000-word essay to his LinkedIn, admitting to his past anti-Semitic feelings and then subsequently lauding himself for having found the light away from anti-Semitism, I suppose. Uh, He also then read the post in an hour-long video that he posted to YouTube, supposedly to say, look, I'm using our product. Didn't I do great? (laughs) 
I posted my manifesto on our product. I believe I, ha- in I had some really awful and embarrassing things to say. And what platform was I going to choose? Certainly not Twitch, not Facebook mm. video. Mm. This sounds like a, a job for YouTube. And he wondered aloud, hmm, why do I keep getting all those on news network, uh, one news network advertisements? And <laughs> oh, uh, and what is that? The oh, plandemic? Yes, because that is to say that's the kind of algorithm that his video got tossed into. Yeah. And just to lead this in, you would think, wow, so this well, I, I'm actually pleased at the at that concept that important vice president has uh, rather than trying to bury his past, has said that, you know what, I used to have these sort of feelings. I'm. I I, want to admit that I had these feelings in the past, but I don't anymore. And gosh, am I really, really very sorry about it. And I I want people to know that people can change. Yeah, it's not quite that. (laughs) It's it's that that's what it said on the I'm sure that that's what he thought people would think (laughs) when the when he posted this 10,000 word screed. But (sighs) titled We Are One. Yes. We are one. I, I, I'm, uh, Amir, I am not one of you. I just. So I'm just going to say, you know what? I actually don't want to read it on air because I don't want to put it in your ear. Because the thing is, this I'm sure this is very triggering for a lot of our Jewish listeners out there. Sure. I'm. I don't want to. I don't want to do that. We're doing this new story now because we're kind of basically giving this guy his due for for being awful because this is this is not okay it it does i don't care who you work for it's not okay and also by the way if you are thinking oh my god i should write an essay about how i found the light can i just offer you a bit of advice honestly the best (laughs) thing for you to do is shut up don't say anything don't put anything out there you go read your books in in your house on your own you meditate on your thoughts to yourself and then you change your habits, you change your, you change where your money goes, you change the things you say, you change the person that you are. Those are the things that you do. You do not pen a 10,000 word diatribe um, <laughs> talking about the way that you feel towards Jewish people. And oh my God, the poor employees at Google yeah. who had to be made susceptible to this. Um, I will read, I would like to give a voice, however, to the employee who spoke out uh, on LinkedIn against this racist, awful manifesto. Um, The employee replied, on one hand, I'm grateful that you no longer hate my children. A Google (laughs) director of network infrastructure and tech site lead said in a LinkedIn comment. Uh, This comes from CNET, by the way. On the other, this has made my job as one of your colleagues much harder. The previous situation has made being a Jewish leader at Google tough. This has made it almost untenable. Yeah, we should again. We're not. We're not going to read the content of the thing, but it's if basically if you can think. Of, I, I did. I did read it. I didn't listen to the YouTube video, but and we you, have it in the notes. So we, we notes. are here saying how awful it is in front of our faces. Yeah. It's. Uh, it's uh, like I said. The one line sort of description makes it sound like something that might be positive, but in fact, if you can remember, That's, if you if you can remember. Any time that a friend of yours or a relative has, who is clearly quite racist, the worst. has yeah. said, 
yeah, but you know, I just I used to be the, I maybe I was racist when I was a kid, but you know, I came to learn that they're not all like that. There are some good ones like you, Joe. You're one of the good ones. I trust you. I think you're very smart. I would, you know, I if I was stuck, if I got into an elevator with you, I would not stand by. I would not get out of that elevator, Joe. You're one of the good ones. That that really, and also not only that kind of racism that tries to pretend to not be racism, but also the aren't I wonderful? You know, it just shows that I am on a spiritual journey to become a more elevated people and person. And frankly, I feel sorry for all of you who have not become as enlightened as I am. And I'm hoping that with this video and this essay, you will be inspired to become as good as I am. You're welcome. So I came to a conclusion recently because I, I know that like this stuff keeps happening in the news and we keep reporting about it. I mean, this is this is news out of Google camp because this guy was really high up and he got hired. But truthfully, there are unfortunately people hiding like this everywhere. And I guess we should thank him for being narcissistic <laughs> enough to out himself to, yeah. to out himself. Um, a mere two years into his tenure so that we could, I mean, I, it would have been great if he would have maybe done the, uh, you know, maybe during the pandemic so that, I don't know. Uh, actually, he should have never done it. What am I saying? This is like a terrible thing. Yeah. How could you be so awful? <laughs> This but this is this, this isn't a I, I uh, this isn't a I stepped on a rake sort of like cell phone. This, this was is, yeah. A, this is hold no my beer show, and watch this sort of thing. Mm -hmm. It really mm -hmm. shows a and and, and uh, a, a heroic level of lack self knowledge. But that and but the, one of the other reasons for talking about it is that we talk a lot about things at Google that aren't solved. Uh, hopes that we will see signs of progress amongst uh, amongst Google and how they deal with these kind of things. And it does seem like Google dealt with this speedily and very, very well uh, because the post was just like weeks ago. It was in June and other Googlers uh, basically were very, very clear and very, very quick to point out that, no, this is this is terrible. We need to do something about this. And there was an all hands meeting on Wednesday. You just uh, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, uh, last Wednesday. This is a story from last mm -hmm. week. Uh, and he was fired like two days later after this meeting, which did not go well. CNBC had more details on the meeting as well. Uh, he didn't, according, according to CNBC, he did not, <laughs> he, he was not uh, humbled by the response. He did, again, what you'd expect a racist to say. See, the problem is, it's your, f I should have dumbed down my, you didn't understand what I was saying. So let me tell you once again about, and he, he also did, really, this, he was almost a comedy character. <laughs> I, I had to reread this to make sure I wasn't reading an, a piece from The Onion. You're not, because what I'm about to tell you is absolutely true and according to CNBC. During this all-hands meeting, during which there was, HR was present, a lot of people were present, he said, you know, I think it's funny you're you're accusing me of uh, being anti-Jewish anti because I had a genetic 23andMe test done proving that I am 0.1% Ashkenazi Jewish. And, you know, you're, I, he didn't actually say it. It's almost like you're being anti-Semitic against me. But employees who had been, whose jaws sort of dropped at the idea that just because a commercial 0.1%, he, he, is, he is up there with every like suburban Karen who says, you know, I was not surprised to find out that I am part Cherokee because 
every time I'm out in <laughs> yeah. the woods, I, I feel a connection to the magic land, and I want to learn more about oh my, my heritage that... Oh, dear. Just shut up. Just shut up. Just just stop talking. Uh, so, yeah. So, and uh, according, according to CNBC, the <laughs> meeting required mediation from the human resource employee who, in, who had to step in several times. Yeah. I hope that HR employee went home and had a nice bottle of wine. <laughs> All to themselves. I, I, you know what? I would encourage just drinking <laughs> your day away after a day like that because you want to forget that one. This you is, want this it is, to just see, go this, into... this is why there's that progress. And some, uh, I have so much sympathy for a lot of people, a lot of pro- professions, and and some of them you can just see the 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 the, the progress chart from like wine to beer to uh, like caramel colored spirits to clear spirits. <laughs> That's that's how tough the job can progress as time goes by. This might have been a clear spirits sort of night. Andy, would you like to guess what I have here on my lap? Actually, can you see it? Because I can't see my preview window. I, don't know I, can, I can't see, see it, it, but I saw you pick it up. It looks like a tray from a prison cafeteria because it's shiny, it's metal, and it's the size of either a small doormat or a lunch tray, large lunch tray from a prison cafeteria. Oh, lunch tray is definitely, I think that's a really good comparison, actually. Um, but look how big it is. It is a this huge humdinger. Right? Here, I'll show you this other no name brand laptop for comparison. <laughs> so what you're holding 13, is... <laughs> no name brand laptop. Can't talk about it. Okay, sorry, I had to put it down. It's too heavy. But a conventional because laptop, the and then this, here, yeah, this is over five pounds. It looks you've got you've got like, you're hefting it on your shoulder, and you're, it looks like it's like 1982, and you're the person in the in the, the breakdance crew who gets to hold the boombox. Actually, though, and the headphones in actually make it look even better. Eyes. That song is so beautiful, though. Um, okay, I'm holding a giant Chromebook. Sorry, that song is so good. That's why it's so good. So good. I'm going to put this. Hold on one second. I'm going to yes. put this away. It's too big to hold. And um, yes. I I skipped. I skipped a week and a half. Doing which, which, which seems like classes. an odd feature a little... for a laptop for it's too big and heavy well, to hold. No, let's 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 back sorry, it let's up here for it. a second. So I just was holding the Acer Chromebook 317. That is the world's first 17-inch Chromebook. My review published this week at gizmodo.com. If you'd like to go see it, you can go to flowrights.tech. That's my author page at gizmodo.com, my little domain hmm. that I pay for. Makes it all easy. Um, okay, so this is a 17.3-inch display, and I know it sounds ridiculous. Why would you get such a giant laptop? But remember back in the day, when we had kitchen computers, when we had like the family huddle computer, uh, you know, it, that's sort of the same idea. This is a smaller footprint than like a desktop quote unquote situation. It's a big screen. So you have that 17 inch so you can like watch movies and spread out your work and do what you do on Facebook because I'm assuming people would buy this laptop to use Facebook. This laptop is only 380 bucks. That's where it starts. That's um, for a 17.3 inch laptop. That seems suspiciously cheap. Is it a good screen? No, the screen no. Okay. is, is not, 
It's not a high resolution screen. Things look blurry on it. If you look at the photos in my article, you'll notice that, you know, it has the, uh, the, mm, how do you call it? Uh, the dot effect um, on the screen. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Where you can see it's the not, gaps between pixels. Yeah. It's not a clear screen. It's a very, um, it's a very low resolution yeah. screen, but, but it's fine for like, I mean, I was watching Melrose, not 0210, whatever on my Paramount Plus subscription on it. I did a bunch of work on it. The The keyboard is full size with a number pad. Ooh. It's beautiful. The trackpad is meh, so you have to use it with like an external mouse. But I was really interested in it because I'm really curious about where Chrome OS is going. It's, you know, our little niche is that it's a high, we can you know, play around with the high-end variants like I did with the the Chromebook uh, 713, the Chromebook Spin 713 that I reviewed. That's a great little machine, but it's for technically a different use case. I would say those Chrome OS machines, you use those for development. That's the stuff that you would use to, you know, get it on the platform and get things done. A big... A big ass 17 inch Chromebook like this. This is a computer you buy for you and the family to mm. keep in the living room. Uh, a college kid, you don't have a lot of money, but they need a nice big computer that they can also, you know, uh, be the procrastinate dorm TV. on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Be the dorm TV. 400 bucks. Okay. Spend, spend a little bit more. You can get a touchscreen if you like, which I would highly recommend because Chrome OS is very finicky without that touchscreen, especially Android apps. If you want to use Android apps, ugh. Even, were, the, even the trackpad? Or is the trackpad just so mousy that Mealy the trackpad is so The trackpad is so mousy. And also think about how some of these Android apps are very touch-centric. True. Like the way the UI is, when you click on something with a mouse, it's maybe not the same... Uh, what do I want to say? The same action, right? As if you kind of like press it with your finger. You know what I mean? So you know, there's some things about that. I do think, Andy, that we are entering the dawn. I mean, Chromebook, Chromebook sales. I imagine are going to s- slow down a little bit since everybody that needed it for yeah, school at home bought one, and now the kids are back going back to school. A little too early, but. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, it's, it's it's see that that's why I was so interested in your review when I saw it because um it just seems like such an outlier. Whenever I whenever I think about what's great about Chrome OS, I think about like a 12 or 13 inch laptop costs 300 bucks mm-hmm. uh that is as good as a 5 or 600 dollar or even 700 dollar Windows notebook. And I also think of like 6 7 800 dollar Chromebooks that have like an i3 or an i5. They're like premium products and those are great for people who want kind of a bulletproof experience because honestly, I think that uh, my Chromebook is the most reliable computer I've ever owned and that's including like my iPad. It's like it's the one thing that there is no way it is ever going to excuse me. I'm, I'm not inviting people to, to to email in and tell me about the times that there are Chromes have like have futs around. Material podcast at gmail.com if yes. you have a comment. 
<laughs> but but again, in terms of, I just know that it's limited what it can do, but what it does, it will do successfully and reliably. So it's hard for me to understand, A, people who have the kind of usage of a Chromebook where a 17.3-inch display would be relevant or an add-on, or, wow, a 300. It's, that's why I use the word suspiciously inexpensive. It's like going to Subway and finding out that, wow, this enormous sandwich that would cost me like 9 or $10 at the, at the, uh, at the pizza sandwich shop ac- uh, across the street from me uh, locally, you're only charging $5 for this. That is a suspiciously small amount of money to spend on a big sandwich with meat that is supposed to be eaten by humans. I mean, the processor is super, super low end. It's, it is the like media processor. No, it, I mean, it's an Intel processor, oh, okay. but it's super, super low end. And also, I will say, and this might maybe change your perspective a little bit. The intended um, store for this laptop is Walmart. That's where the, <laughs> it's going to be on display. Right. Well, and that's well, also to say I, that, like, I, I misunderstood. I, I was, I was immediately thinking like app store. And I started thinking about what would a Walmart app store be like? But yes, there, there, I think there they a lot tried of- to have one, by the way. That's yeah. why mm. they gave up. And anyway, um, yeah, so it's it's basically, okay. this is an entry-level computer for a family that doesn't have a computer and needs to get online. And I think that's a very interesting um, segment that we should remember exists. Exactly. And yeah. that Google is going to probably market to now that children are taken care of <laughs> the you know the andes and flows are taken care of with our our special computer needs <laughs> so now it's just to get to everybody else yep no one getting available that, that's why i would i wouldn't uh, i i have my problems with walmart on how they treat labor and often how they treat uh manufacturers. oh yeah walmart's terrible i mean in but, terms of the way it yeah, but that's but that business. said, I've also I also have to acknowledge that they do provide a service, which is there are people for whom this is their the the really budget level technology is their only option, and they provide solutions and they cultivate and commission solutions for that. And, and that's, that's why I was that's a good thing. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I just wanted to say that's why I was looking and I have been looking at the on devices yeah. uh, because that's Walmart's house brand. And this is a segment of the market that we need to not scoff at right? because people are buying these things. There's a reason that they're coming to market is people for some people, that's the only technology that they can comfortably afford. And we need to remember that a lot of us operate from a very high tier of privilege and this Chromebook deserves a review as much as the high-powered, uh, whatever, I just, 11th gen Intel one that I have, you know, laying around here. Yeah. So let's, you know, let's, let's give it its you're time. Absolutely, you're absolutely right. But don't put it on your back because this is a heavy laptop. It's like almost five, it's, it's. It's over five pounds. It's not comfy. Unless you unless you, you you think that that's where someone's going to punch you or run into you with a car, because it would probably distribute the the impact very well, kind of like BMX. Uh, Did armor. I tell you the story about the MP3 player that saved my ex boyfriend? No, I th- I think I did tell you, but but or maybe I didn't. I don't I know. Feel, I feel like I would have remembered that, but might have been offline. That's okay. why. Anyway. That's what it reminded me oh, okay. of. One Funny. time, one of my MP3 players, uh, my ex-boyfriend got beat up on public transportation and SF. And unfortunately, the MP3 player, this is after he dumped me and kept my MP3 player. And then 
killed it. And all the 40 gigs of music I had on there. Remember, 40 gigs was a lot back then. It was impossible to ever acquire 40 gigs of media. Yeah. Speaking of media, uh, Andy, I would like for you, please, to explain to me about this Android Power Micro for a Thirds camera. Now I put okay. I put this. Why was on, that so hard for me to say? Yeah, well, because micro four thirds is not a very good marketing term. It's a it's a standard that so many uh, R's. Yeah, Panasonic and Olympus came up with this standard like years ago for mm. like mirrorless cameras with interchangeable lenses. I have matter of fact, just last week I bought a brand new version of Olympus's. Like, oh, we know better runs right exactly. So I'm <laughs> I'm very very invested in this. Um, I'm pr- but, I'm happy for you by the way. Thank you very much. I'm happy. I'm happy for myself. There's. Uh, bring me the birds aren't happy because they have no privacy anymore because every time mm. i go out to pick up a pizza it's like oh i'll take the camera they should and maybe fly see. somewhere else they have exactly. wings for a reason well again they, they have no right they have no expect ex- expected right to privacy when they're on telephone poles and uh, on piers and stuff like that um but okay so this was this is one of my little like i don't want to call it whatever it's it's so yangwo has a new uh, micro four thirds camera it's a very very simple pocket-sized camera that you can put mm-hmm. interchangeable lenses on what got my attention is the fact that it runs android 10 yeah and there there's a list of things that i andy Anatko, keep wanting to happen even though it's been tried and it's never going to happen one of them are like like laptops with interchangeable components phones with interchangeable components for me it's a pocket-sized camera that runs real android because i have always wanted I, the, the my uh, i take lots of pictures for fun and mm-hmm. so I'll, i can either take a phone camera and have all these really cool apps that i can tweak it and make changes to it however make it look however i want and then post it immediately to Twitter or uh, Instagram or share it with a friend, or I can move this into a computer and edit it there, or I can shoot from the camera, like a real camera, but then I have to move it onto a computer to make things happen. And that harshes my mellow. Mm -hmm. So I've always thought if I could have like a decent, a phone that runs a decent operating system, but also has uh, a really good camera system on it so that again, while I'm, while I'm just like uh, on the subway uh, going home, I can just like, look at these like really great 20 megapixel cameras I took with a real like 300 millimeter zoom lens and manipulate them with Adobe Lightroom and then post them directly from there. So this is the the latest. It's been tried before. It has never been a big success. For some reason, these are made for the Chinese market. So that shows you about the difference between different types of customers and different types of mm-hmm. users. So Yangwo yeah. has this, the YN5055. It is only available in China for now. Uh, for about $600 in the equivalent U.S. currency. But it's a 20-megapixel camera. It uh, has 64 gigs of internal storage plus micro SD, so it really is like set up like a camera. Uh has two USB-C ports, can charge by USB, so it's not like I have to keep keep a, a pocket full of batteries runs android 10 with access to the google play store that's a big deal yeah. because google android without access to the play store is a very different and sad thing yep and it has a nano sim slot so if you want you can put it right on your use it as a phone and apparently and use it for uh, on any 4g or 5g network and yeah it's I acknowledge that it's not going to, if, if it were practical for people, if people in most of the world wanted this, they would be selling these left and right. Sony would be, Sony would have a version of this, but nobody wants it. I've, it's been a while since I've used one and it's maybe, maybe four or five years since I've used one. And yeah, I have to admit that at least the examples that I've had a chance to play with weren't ones that I wanted to use as a phone or use as a camera, but 
oh, every time there's a every time there's a press release or every time this was an article in uh, a digital photography review that talked about it. every time there's an article like this on DP review, it's like, oh, maybe one day, maybe someday, but probably you know, never. I see these like. And I'm sorry for this word choice, but I do see these littered across the halls in at CES anytime yeah. that I've gone, like just the different Android camera, like putting Android on a on a camera body that can take a lens, which in all theoreticals sounds like a great idea. Like I would love that. But I still ended up spending a ridiculous amount of money on, you know, camera hardware for prof- the professional grade, like, well flow level professional grade photography <laughs> that I attempt here in my little itty bitty room in the suburbs. Uh, but this is, this is cool. Yeah, this is cool. I, you're not supposed to use it like a phone though. So I wouldn't be like right. super but worried I don't, I don't, about I use my phone as a phone. I use it, I use it as a, as a PDA. I use it as but a at least, laptop. But at least to publish to Instagram and maybe TikTok, like absolutely yeah. you want that ability. And I am very curious, uh, you know, I am very curious if this is ever something that a phone manufacturer in the U.S. could do. I'm sure they could, but again, it's just see the too uh, niche. No, it's too niche. I mean, like, there's a reason why you see them at CES because these are people who like their their news sites and their news blogs. They have to True. post, 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 post. Like they have to see something and post about it ten minutes later. And also, I mean, if I'm fair. Uh, I've, 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 I am the person who reads through the entire manuals, especially when, oh my God, this camera that I got has a chunky manual. Yeah. And the, the, so, but it does have like features because it was designed and designed and made in 2020. Yeah. It it, it does have features where if I'm in that sort of situation where I want to, I want a picture that I can edit on my phone and post as quickly as possible. It does have a feature where you can just have it maintain a Wi-Fi link to the phone in my pocket and always be uploading pictures to like the Olympus app on the phone. So if I, so if I want to be one of those bloggers who uh, or social media people want to post to Instagram first in-depth, exclusive hands-on review of the new Samsung, whatever I can take a picture like during the demo, <laughs> then pull out my phone, edit it and post it. So yeah, it's, it's a solution in, 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 uh, in service of a problem that doesn't exist or an existing less and less, but it's still, again, just the idea of it is like, I, I guess, I guess the equivalent if I were a couple of generations older would be the, the classic like car that tur- that, uh, that is also a boat or the car that's mm-hmm. also an airplane. And it's like, and people well, have built cool. these, they've sold them, but it's like, <laughs> but it's so, but they're terrible boats and terrible cars and terrible airplanes. And that cost more than a boat plus an airplane or a boat plus a whatever. I'll never learn. <laughs> Well, 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 finally, the last holdout, Verizon, has finally said yes to RCS. And I could not be happier about this. I I have just been in the lone no RCS club, and it's kind of sucked. Because even, <laughs> even with using, well, I guess I have been using Android messages. But the friends that I have on Verizon, we don't have, like, read receipts. We don't have high-quality text messages. I guess Android Messages is getting end-to-end encryption soon, which is going to make it even more secure. All the good things that are supposed to happen. Uh, I know I'm jumping all around here, so let me just quickly reel it in just very quickly. This week, Verizon finally announced in a press release of all things that they were going to embrace RCS. So they're saying yes to it. 
not only them, they're also going to put Android Messages as the default messaging app on every Android phone that is sold through them, which is so nice because previously they had the Verizon Messages Plus or Verizon Messages, whatever you want to call it. That app was the primary one. People loved it because it does cloud storage of your text messages. And for like the every person, like my mom uses Verizon Messages. She stores all that stuff in the cloud. She won't listen to me that you can actually transfer it and that she should get a new phone. She refuses to, but anyway, <laughs> that's what we're dealing with here, right? So at, very, at the very least, Verizon is going to support RCS also on the Verizon Messages app so that people like my mom who refuse to move over, I will at least have read receipts with her. <laughs> and I know this, it sounds silly, but like being being on being on a carrier in the U.S. is just like what, oh, please, sir, what will you throw down to me? You know, it's like, what scraps can you give me? I mean, did you guys, okay, I was reading today. Did you know that <laughs> mobile companies have been doing all this lobbying uh, against internet companies to just keep you paying for both? <laughs> Do you see what I'm, we see yeah. what we're working with here, people? Um, so anyway, this is all like good news in the end because AT&T, T-Mobile already support RCS, with this, Google's messaging plan is finally going to have a clear trajectory. We know everybody, we're coming over to Google Chat from Hangouts. We already know that. Okay, everybody, let's move to Android Messages now. We'll get that RCS rolled in there. It's going to be great. Uh, RCS already has like 400 million users globally. So yeah, they're saying that number is going to increase. <laughs> it's not a niche, no. And it's global again. So you'll be able to use it with your cousins in I don't know if Argentina has RCS, but let's pretend it does for this. <laughs> uh, so that's all good news. But the the question is, will Apple embrace <laughs> this uh, standard at all? Because Apple is kind of still the lone holdout in all of this. And granted, they have their own little nicely tended to garden that people love to exist in. And, you know, being a green bubble is a meme, so I would imagine <laughs> Apple would not want that to go away. They want to keep that page up on knowyourmeme.com. Uh, but it it would be nice. It would be nice. At this point, they they had they they had some cover when oh well the only the only carrier in the U.S. that supports it is in T-Mobile. Neither of the two biggest companies support it. And then AT and T last month said, "No, no, we're we're supporting it." They well, it's still it's still not universally supported. Then Verizon now Verizon said, "No, no, no, we're supporting it too." So at this point, like <laughs> Apple seems to be being very very churlish by not announcing any enthusiasm or support for RCS. It seems like and why yeah, should they? We don't it doesn't it. really. It doesn't really benefit them. And you might be asking, why are you guys bringing up Apple? It's not a carrier. But it does have its own proprietary messaging standard, quite frankly, that it will not open up to other people. Whereas the idea of RCS is that's supposed to be an open standard for yeah. people globally to use. I am curious if the numbers increase worldwide, if that will be the thing that lights the fire for Apple. Yeah. If that's also the thing that makes them think that they should maybe acquiesce a little. Yeah, and also there's just it, it does enhance the iPhone because it means that mm -hmm. you will get high resolution photos from your friends and family in iMessage uh, receiving. It also means that if they again they keep trying to uh, wave the flag that we think that security and privacy are fundamental human rights, 
And so when like Google, so is housing, do something yeah, about that, right? But when it, <laughs> but when they get to, when the uh, Google and others say, well, that's great. You know what? You know what you could do to really help people's privacy is support RCS because in an upcoming update, it's going to support end-to-end encryption. So your Apple iPhone users, their messages to people outside of iMessage will have that same protection. So when can we expect it? Oh, wait, it turns out that you only believe it. <laughs> We only believe in that as a principle when you can see an upside. Okay, my mistake. Sorry, didn't read that asterisk. Well, how are they going to keep saying that Android is not a secure platform? Yeah. (laughs) If they don't don't have a... Well, you can't send a message to an Android user. It's unsecure. Why would you want to send them anything? (laughs) Yeah, we'll see how this plays out. But in the meantime, at least me and Andy will not have read receipts. Although I don't even have Andy's phone number. So you will, but even... you will have off mic. I can't because we, okay. we keep we keep using Slack. I think that this is your you're like sixty to eighty percent of my Slack traffic. So. I, I mean, same. It's twenty twenty one. Does anybody text anymore? Just those of us who've been texting since the nineties. It feels like. <laughs> uh, okay, very quickly, Andy yeah. would like for us to get into some Pixel Six news, and uh, you know that's. That's fair because it's something people have been talking about. We already had that fun little leak about apparently the Pixel, some foldable Pixels. <laughs> I don't know. Big yeah, cockpit Samsung somewhere. selling foldable screens to them, and also yeah. So just just very quickly because this, and then kind of kind of like the kind of like that uh, Micro Four Thirds phone thing that I mentioned. This is this is very much an Andy topic because I'm getting more and more excited about like No, we Pixel should be 6. talking about this because yesterday on All About Android somebody wrote in that um I hate the Pixel and the idea <laughs> of this unified idea of Google's and the thing is I don't hate the Pixel. I just I really don't have the stomach for rumors, but Andy, this is this is, yeah, this is a little better. Nine to five Google. <laughs> one, one of the one of the uh, most interesting series of articles that they do are they call APK Insights, which is when uh, when and when Google re- releases a new beta to the developer channel or whatever, they will they will unpack it to look for any tidbits about future unannounced stuff. Uh, and mm-hmm. so they uh, they re- recently released Android 12 beta number three. Uh, and the hints that they found out specifically about the camera that uh, because the because the APK uh, gives a pixel count of where the selfie camera hole is located in the front of the screen, meaning saying okay, it's centered and it's going to be uh, seven hundred whatever pixels from the edge. So from that, they've determined that the screen resolution of the Pixel Six will be 1080p, and of the larger XL Pro will be 1440p. There's a, a bunch of uh, a bunch of data that they seem to have gotten about the uh, selfie camera that uh, 4K selfie videos will be enabled on the XL, you know, the larger one, but not on the smaller number. Also, there's mentions of a quote front torch unquote in the uh, in the APK, mm. suggesting that the developer is from the UK and also that it will even have a front fl- facing flash as opposed to the hey we'll just we'll just make the screen really really bright while you're taking the picture. Um, and finally, more it's looking more and more like a like a fact that there's going to be a really super uh, telephoto camera, a quote ultra hyphen tele unquote cameras mentioned with uh, five times optical zoom. Um, the only 
the only other thing that's not not, not necessarily bad news, but uh, it's possible that the super res zoom feature of current pixels, that's the one where based on really, really clever feature that increases the resolution of the digital zoom because mm-hmm. someone, someone figured out that, look, if you're when you're doing the pinch gesture to zoom in and out while you're holding it, you're probably also jiggling the phone a little bit, mm-hmm. which means that if we pay attention while you're zooming, we can actually infer some extra detail during the zoom. Uh, so there's some de- some data in there that suggests that Super Res Zoom will no longer be available uh, or at least will mm. be disabled in cameras that have like optical zoom. So who knows if that's 4. a bad thing, but who knows? Yeah, who, who knows? Um, I do think it's interesting, though, this information really does point to, look, Google is going to still lean really hard into the camera angle. Yeah. You know, you want our products because we've got the Google Photos in the cloud and then you've got all these great photos. And, you know, we sure we still can't do fence removal, but who cares? Because <laughs> we can do all of these other great things. Uh, I will say, though, uh, a little disconcerted with the 4K selfie. Yeah, that's a lot of data. My for- pores <laughs> are aging and I do not want that much onus on them. So... Well, but see, that's marketed towards like uh, video bloggers, and most of them are like teenagers who don't think they'll ever going to age. I know they have, ugh. but here's and the also, thing: also their, makeup, teenager, their makeup is on point, and they want to show that. I off. had the worst skin when I was a teenager, and then I got pregnant, oh, and then true. I got okay. bad again. God, hormones suck. Ugh, <laughs> ugh. Anyway, for you teens out there <laughs> with their hormones. It's also <laughs> anyway. caused them to do objectionable things inside movie theaters. I don't approve of it. Mm-mm-mm-mm. I I approve of what they're doing, but it's not like while I'm trying to trying to enjoy uh, enjoy a Star Wars movie. That's all hard enough to focus on the discontinuity between between characters and their motivations. I had a really strong urge to watch Star Wars today, but didn't have time because <laughs> there's, there's too much of it. It's the decision making just... process, the decision tree used to be a lot more. Lot, lot less, less. It would always be the original the trilogy. I, course, I'm not interested trilogy. in any of the new ones. I don't really care for them. I have no emotional connection with them. Um, I only have an emotional connection with the original. So, indeed, call me a purist. I don't care. I'd be okay with an all female cast of Star Wars. I would not throw a fit like y'all did with Ghostbusters. <laughs> okay, I'd be fine with that, but just stick with the original trilogy. Do the script and everything. Don't change from it. We're, we 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 need to Focus. wrap up. So all I will, all I will say in agreement is that I would enjoy any Star Wars movie that was being made as though they're making a movie, as opposed a a sizzle reel for whatever they intend to release over the past one, two, three, and four years on streaming in the theaters and in the amusement parks. Because I feel as though. All the Disney based, all the Disney Star Wars movie is just like, no, we just doesn't matter if we just let this story plot line trail off. No, we don't have to explain this, even though we were pretending like this is a really, really big deal. And actually, if we we did say this was a trilogy, but if we decide to completely change gears between episodes between the, the second and third episode. I don't think that's going to matter. I mean, what's it going to do? We, we'll still be able to offer uh, build an R2 uh, toys shops uh, inside the Disney parks, right? Okay, then. You know, Mono's going to want one of those. Or maybe she'll want a lightsaber. Ugh, <laughs> save up for Disney now, folks. You're gonna need a lot of money. 
All right. Speaking of money, by the way, if you'd like to support us uh, and become a member of the show, you can join with us at relay.fm slash membership. That's where you can learn more. Or you can go to relay.fm slash material. That's our landing page at the grand old relay.fm website. Um, In all sincerity, Andy and I uh, will be recording one of our latest bonus episodes coming up in the next couple of weeks. Our bonus episodes are called Material Studies. That's when we go a little deeper into a book, a podcast, a documentary, whatever piece of media there is out there that might give us a little more insight into technology, the workings of Google, that sort of thing. So if you're interested in joining us, in addition to this after-hour segment, which the only reason it's after hours is because Mona's sleeping. Finally, thank God. Uh, then again, you can go to relay.fm slash membership to find out more. And remember, your subscription not only benefits us, it also benefits everybody else here at the network where we are a part of the family. So Indeed. thank you, everyone at Relay FM. Um, also want to shout out our editor, Jim, who's been hey, very Jim. patient with us and all of our digressions. Um, Andy, what are you up to this week? Uh, I am uh, on Boston Public Radio on WGBH, Boston's NPR station. I'm on Thursday this week at 1 p.m. As usual, go to WGBHnews.org to stream it live or later. And you can always check out what I'm doing at uh, I'm Anatko on Twitter and Anatko on Instagram. Please don't go to Anatko.com for at least for a little while because – I've, uh, I'm, I'm changing some things about it and there's nothing there except for mostly apologies for having taken the blog down. Hmm. Oh, you took it down. Oh, wow. Okay. I mean, you, you, can get, you can the get there, sign. but I'm, I'm, I don't want people to go to the blog thinking that, oh, wow. Wow. He really talked a lot about anyway. <laughs> right. I understand. No, I completely, I haven't written anything. The hottest since... new rumors about iOS nine. Oh, that's, is, that's is a while the, ago. Will the iPhone have a 4k camera next year? Oh, I have the latest oh. scoop. Hmm. Well, if you need the latest scoop for anything, you just listen to us about Indeed. You know, Google. So, which is nice. By the way, Andy, we had a lot of positive feedback on our All About Android episode last week. I just want It to was say. super fun. Yeah. So. <laughs> I'm glad that we didn't break your show, and I'm glad we had the fun we usually had. Even not just the viewers, but also the hosts. It was, like, it was really good. So it was very much fun. <laughs> As for me, you can go to florencewrites.tech to get to my landing page at gizmodo.com. I had to remember how to say that out loud. FlorenceLion.com is my website. You know where to follow us on Twitter. By the way, you can tweet at us at Material Podcast. I do still check that. Indeed. I keep saying I'm going to tweet, and I'm really sorry. It's just been really hard. (sighs) But we thank you for being here every week with us. Yes, we appreciate you. We do. And we'll be back next week. So we'll see you next week. Ta-ta. Thank you.